Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 1080, this is the Will Marotti Show. Your host, Will Marotti. Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies. I'm still tallying up the amens. A lot of amens. I don't know if it's a record today, but a lot. And so I'm still I'm still tallying them up. And uh, But we're happy to take your call. 860-522-9842. I'm putting forth a theory. I, I really haven't heard many. I haven't heard anybody say it. I haven't read it anywhere. So uh, I'm sure they did because, as Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. I'm sure that's all true, but I, I haven't heard anymore. So let me give you the first third of the amen list, and I only have two-thirds compilated at this point. Uh, thank you to uh, Chris F., Tanya F., Ray Z., Berta F., Lori L., William M., Veronica, Scott O., Casey uh, S., Mark M., Jenny H., Mark M., Donna T., Kaz, Uphill Dave, Carol L, WBD, Rudy, John L, Gigi, Marlene B, Tom B, and Mark. That's the first third of the Amen list today. We'll continue as we uh, as we move on with the show. Um, so the contention, uh, my contention is now that we have Mark Zuckerberg telling Joe Rogan on a podcast that they were contacted by the FBI and warned about a dump of mis- Russian misinformation, the story comes out in 2020 about the Hunter Biden laptop. Now we know it's all true. We had 51 intelligence agency representatives, former leaders, directors, so on and so forth, have si- had signed the letter saying it was Russian misinformation. Th- this thing stinks to high heaven, and if the media would do its job... The mainstream media, if somebody at CNN, if somebody at ABC, NBC, if somebody at MSNBC, if somebody other than Fox, and Fox is a little bit soft sometimes, if somebody would track this story down, this is, is, this is such a total collusion. There's Russian collusion for sure, but it wasn't with Trump. It was with everybody else against Trump. That's the story right now that needs to be talked about, and, and no one's doing it. No one's doing it. So let's go to uh, Durham, beautiful community of Durham, home of the Durham Fair. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. Good morning. Good morning. Um, long time no talk. Um, I have a little different take on it. Um, I said, you know, of course, we've had a, a while to think about it. Um, okay. I didn't certainly didn't want Trump to lose, but I think um, 
maybe maybe God has a plan for everything. Yeah, I think in the long run, um, anybody that's really paying attention at this point has mm-hmm. a chance to see what the result of not having Trump in there is. You know what wow, I mean? I mean, this open point, borders Kyle. thing and the awful inflation at this point. And, um, point. you know, I I certainly believe there was all kinds of, um, you know, corruption with the election. Uh, certainly, you know, mainstream media and, uh, you know, the social media. And the, there were all kinds of people with sworn affidavits on uh, stuff that they had seen you know, that was improper about the voting process. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have no doubt that he probably, you know, that it probably was corrupt. But anyway, at least this way, we aren't dealing with four more years of people just, you know, 100% just bonking on Trump because things were going along pretty well and mm-hmm. probably would have stayed going. You know, we would have been energy independent. And uh, things would have been going along and all they would have been doing is concentrating on, you know, trying to trip Trump up for four years. At least this way, people that are looking at it honestly get a chance to see what the alternative is. Mm -hmm. And maybe hopefully in uh, 2024, you know, hopefully we have uh, the Congress and, uh, you know, if we're lucky, the Senate, and then maybe we can honestly get something done. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of my take on it now. Kyle, that's so, a great take. and It's a great perspective. I just I just hate the fact that we went through what I believe is so much unnecessary pain. Oh, we, we couldn't have yeah. we couldn't have prevented covid. We couldn't have stopped covid. We could have handled it differently. CDC says they made a lot of mistakes. But, but COVID notwithstanding, we would have gotten better through it better with Trump as president than than Biden. The, with with the disaster though that COVID has been, they would have just been merciless with Trump. We would have been blaming everything on oh him. Gosh. It just would have been a total, yeah. you know, another four years of the total blame game. And I think you know anyone that there are some people that will never see the forest through the trees here yeah, but if yeah. anyone's looking at things honestly and mm-hmm. you know seeing what's happening now yes. or understands what's happening with our just our open border policy mm-hmm. and you know they hopefully it will sway a few more people yeah. um you know come along i hope it'll sway some people in, in november i hope forget about the next the presidential election i hope it's going to sway people in november with all this coming oh, out i mean zuckerberg t- talking to joe rogan was huge Saying that yeah. they got a tip off from the FBI about it, and and now the FBI is involved. So it's the fifty-one oh, intelligence the FBI's people. Been involved the, for they, I mean, and, and have been probably involved totally, all along. Totally all along, yeah. It's got us. It, you know, it, it's we need it's, a total it's, house cleaning it's, at the FBI leadership level. Uh, there's so many, so many places that we need to look at, and and this total is why corruption. But you know, if we can, if we can get the Congress and the right. Senate back, and right. then get a smart leader in there in 2024 um you know maybe we can honestly do something about we can all save the country but yeah. other than that i don't think anything much would have happened with it kyle you know? great great call great perspective thank you so much don't be Thanks, such a, a distant a, a distant thank voice you. thank you our right, 860-522-9842 uh, come on come on this is like uh, i don't know Let's go to um, let's go to Jim. He's in his car. Hey, Jim. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Go ahead. Um, that story appeared on page seventeen in the current. Uh, 
with Facebook and Zuckerberg. That should have been the front page of the The Rogan current. story been... was on page 17 in the current? Yes. Well, gosh. <laughs> and that should have been the front page of the current, the post, the Washington Post, everything. And that's favorite the American. Reason, that's the reason why Jim Jordan has been on this since day one. Yes. And the media has constantly suppressed any and all efforts in his regard to get this story out. Um, there have been a lot of congressmen, Republican, talking about it. The problem is Can't get the, the media press about is it. in the back pocket of the Democrat yeah. Party. I just, and, I would like to see more, uh, and, and you're right, you're right. It's hard to get opposing views on because the media is in the pockets of Democrats. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Jim Jordan stage a rally in Washington. Or wherever I you have to go around the media, which was was what you know Trump Trump did really well at that. Trump went around the media, but you know when you get suspended, you know from Twitter and all that stuff, it's kind of it's kind of hard to do it. But I just feel like there has to be more resistance because of the suppression. There has to be more resistance. The fact that the FBI entered into an agreement and suppressed the vote. That should make everybody's hair on the back of their neck stand up. Uh -huh. um, yes. Same thing with the, the raid at Mar-a-Lago. They yes. can do that to him. They'll do it to anybody. anybody. Yeah. Jim, you're so right. Thank you for holding. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. 860-522-9842. Let's go to uh, Middletown real quick. Christine's been on hold for a while. Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. Before I bring up my UConn football point, I think our country would be much better off if we had a truly objective media rather than the corrupt media that we have now. Yikes. I guess so. I agree. I mean, the way they bury every story, it's sickening. <laughs> well, you just heard it, right? Here's Joe Rogan interviewing Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg said the FBI called him, said, oh, it's going to be Russian misinformation. Where is, that on, where is it on the current page 17? Yeah, enough said. I mean, they, Why is it on the front page above the fold? That's right. You know, come on. It, it should be, but who are we to bring up common sense, though? <laughs> Were you encouraged by the UConn performance over the weekend? I have to say I was. I mean, we've seen a decade of UConn losing or barely being able to beat yeah. one double-A teams. I, I mean, for once, I think we have hope. Well, I hate to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to say I think Jim Moore is the real deal. I, I, I think I Jim Moore has so. given these guys hope. I, and, uh, and he has a lot of uh, previous credentials that were great. Yeah, Here's yeah. the first time I was excited about a, going to the season about UConn football in a while. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a, a big UConn. Not that I don't like them. I just, it's never really captured. It's never fascinated me. But Jim Mora fascinates me, and I think they're going to have a good season. I really do. Uh, it's pretty cool. Christine, thanks for calling. Thanks for holding. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go. One more call before the break. Let's go to Florida, a free state, Florida, and Rudy... What's up, hey, bro? Um, let's not forget when this the story broke before the election on Hunter. Right, Biden. right. And if we recall, I mean, some of your liberal listeners called in and said it was disinformation. And you remember that they uh, social media censored the New York Post's That's Twitter right. page, Facebook page. I think That's they suspended right. the New York Post. Yeah. So it tried to get out there as the truth, but right wing media lies. You know, Joe from Simsbury always says it, that uh, conspiracy theories eventually turn into the truth. It seems like more and more, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah, and I told you, 
I told you they're going to nail Trump for something so he can't run. And this is starting to get dicey. Well, now a lot of Democrats are starting to question the redacted affidavit. A lot of them are saying, hey, indict him or let it go. You better do something. Don't keep this thing dragging on forever. Uh, I think this is going to blow up in their face. I really do. I think this it is going to be. But let's hope it, uh, it doesn't lead to anything that get, drags them to court and prevents them from running. Do you think, Rudy, are there any more Woodward and Bernsteins left out there? I have no idea. I think they're I mean, all corrupt now. They're hacks. You only need a couple of guys that are bulldogs that'll drill into this story and really, really drill deep for it. I mean, I mean this I could be a goal. This is Pulitzer Prize material right here if they could just yeah. drill down far enough. Yeah, there's just too many hacks out there. I, I can't even stand Hannity, Alex Jones. You know, that's funny, too. I, I'm not a Hannity fan anymore. I, I'm just not. I, although, did you see Gutfeld last week or the week before beat every late-night show? Greg Gutfeld's late-night show. I got rid of cable seven years ago, so I don't want to yeah, do this. Yeah, no, I, I still do. But I'm watching a lot more... Uh, um, a, a lot more variety, I guess. Um, I I've always watched the the, the mainstream because I want to know what the other side thinks, and and even more so now, it seems like it's getting more critical. So I'm I'm watching it a little bit a uh, little bit more than I than I have in the past. Hey Rudy, thanks a bunch. Free State, yeah, Florida. Have a, have a great day, bro. Bye. All right, we're gonna take a break. A couple commercials. 860-522-9842. Open phone lines. We'd love to talk to you. Going to have a guest on at 1037 to talk about this case. And somebody who really does know, <laughs> has, has great background, great history. Uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, doing that at 1037. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more phone calls. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got, uh, I've got good news for you. Let me give you the second third of the amen list. <clears throat> and then I'll give the final third in the next half hour and... Uh, a good news report. So second, third, here we go. Uh, Simon L., Linda O., Steve C., James P., uh, Melissa G., uh, Doreen Z., Mark B., Kevin S., Luke B., Carol J., Priscilla W., Patrick C., Mick C., Elaine P., Zeke H., Pat A., Lynn P., Karen S., Jolie C., Angelo A., and Michelle F. That's the second, third of the amen list. And uh, I'll have good news for you when I do the, the final third in the next half hour. Very exciting for a Monday. Extremely exciting um, to, to be able to bring you this news. And Monday in August, by the way. You know, and I wonder if, if, if we have so many folks responding. I mean, I wonder how you must be listening. You must have, we must have so many people listening. It's wonderful. 860-522-9842. I mean, listen, this is what the story is. I'm, I'm trying to see. If if it seems if it seems as clear to you as it does to me, I don't know. But what we know is that President Richard Nixon resigned from office. Um, because of a scandal because of an impending impeachment, starting with Republicans hiring burglars to break into an office complex called the Watergate. They broke into Democrat National Committee headquarters and were looking to, to get information that they could use against their political opponents. That was the crime. 
The cover-up ended up being far worse than the crime, and it was, in fact, the cover-up, the attempted cover-up, that cost Richard Nixon his office. Now let's fast forward. Donald Trump is president. For two years, two years we hear there's Russian collusion, Trump and Russian collusion. And now we find out it's totally false. The only collusion that was going on was the Hillary campaign and, and Trump. So this was a case where they were trying to damage a, a political opponent with a false story. Let's fast forward again. Impeachment number one, Trump. Trump has a conversation with the president of Ukraine. He suggests on that call that they should reopen an investigation as to the business dealings of Hunter Biden. That was the that was the allegation of the impeachment, right? So so here's Trump trying to exert undue political t- uh, pressure on a potential presidential opponent. So we have three cases now, three cases there where there's there's alleged alleged misconduct. In in Nixon's case, it wasn't just alleged; it was it was truthful, it was proven. In Trump's case, collusion collusion with Russia the phone call with the Ukrainian president. Now we have the story coming out in October of 2020 about a, a computer repair guy. He has a repair shop who has a laptop from Hunter Biden. And there's some incredibly dicey, if not incriminating, information on this laptop. Well, it's Russian disinformation. We had a, a memo that came out, a letter was signed by 51 former heads, directors, operatives, intelligent agency people who said, who on the letter said this is Russian disinformation. Trump loses the election. Now we find out it wasn't Russian misinformation. It's true. We don't even know how bad it is because we haven't gotten the full details of what's on the laptop. But it's true. And we know that Hunter Biden took money from Russia. We know that Hunter, money took, Hunter, Hunter Biden took money from China. We know Hunter Biden took money from Ukraine, likely Iran. We know that his father is implicated in the emails that were recovered from the laptop. <clears throat> now we invade Mar-a-Lago. Why? Because Trump has classified documents. Interesting. Okay, maybe. But now we have a podcast with Mark Zuckerberg and Joe Rogan where Mark Zuckerberg tells Joe Rogan back in that 2020 period, he and other social media platform people, assumedly, assuming possibly, but certainly certainly Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook received a, a phone call from the FBI warning them about a potential misinformation dump that was going to take place just before the story came out with the Hunter Biden laptop. Was this not was this not an attempt by the FBI to suppress information that could have put stress on the Biden candidacy that could have allowed Donald Trump to win? And now we have this from New York Post two days ago. Poll that came out. Poll this the results were published last Wednesday. Both parties, Republicans, Democrats, independents, all three, you know, both parties and the independents, 1,300 adults, 79%. Four out of five, almost eight out of 10 for those of you in South America. Four out of five say that their vote like, very likely or somewhat likely would have changed 
if they had known the truth about the Biden laptop up front. Now, is that not election interference? We'll find out. We've got a guest coming on. You make the decision. WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. Uh, 1038. Let me give the final third of the amen list. We have a guest online talking about this, uh, this theory, the, my conjecture of Biden's Watergate. Uh, Kathleen S., Wayne H., uh, Marianne L., Lynn B., Thor S., Virginia W., Mary, Chris P., Lori M., Dor. Judy P. from Florida, Greg P., Monica M., Patricia W., Sharik, Rob K., Perry R., Irene K., and Mona B. For a total of 74 amens. That ties the record on a Monday in August. 74 for the amens. Thank you guys so very much for your help. Uh, On the hotline, we're so excited. Uh, He's such a... Such a wellspring of knowledge in my mind. He's 30 years experience as a federal prosecutor. He was assistant United States attorney for the District of Connecticut, not to be confused with Columbia. Uh, he's done hundreds, hundreds of cases, prosecuting cases, uh, involved in, in a number of types of litigation. And, uh, and, and we're, we're very fortunate to call him a friend and have him be willing to call the program. Joining me now on the hotline are our friend uh, David X. Sullivan. David, welcome to the program. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Thank you, Will. It's always a pleasure. Um, so, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. I don't. I don't know law. Certainly, you do. But there's so much misinformation that's going around, or or lack of investigation. Perhaps maybe a better description. But my conjecture is, with all that we're knowing now about the Mar-a-Lago raid, with all that we know now about the Hunter Biden laptop story, first saying it was Russian disinformation, 51 intelligence officials all signed off on a letter. Now we know, we just find out that Mark Zuckerberg did an interview with Joe Rogan on that, said that the FBI called, FBI called Facebook and other apparently assumed other social media platforms said, hey, listen, just be on the alert. There's going to be some misinformation that's going to get dumped. Well, they were talking about the Hunter Biden story. Now we know it wasn't Russian misinformation. It was true. This just all is bad. And I and I really think if people in the mainstream media, if we had a Bernstein and Woodward out there and they drilled down a little bit deeper, I think we'd find out that this Mar-a-Lago invasion could end up being uh, Joe Biden's Watergate. What, what do you think? Am I am I too extreme here? No, I think you're spot on. I mean, the reality is 
the fourth estate, as it was once called, you know, what was journalism, now really doesn't exist anymore. You know, Mayor Lori Lightfoot in uh, Chicago, you know, last year said she wasn't going to accept interviews um, by reporters <laughs> who didn't demonstrate diversity, as she defined it. Well, I, I think of diversity as diversity of thought. Yeah, You know, yeah. and quite frankly, uh, I'm not looking to beat up on anybody, but facts are facts. Yeah. You know, we don't have con- a lot of conservative journalists uh, in Connecticut. We don't even have moderate journalists in yeah. Connecticut. We have um, individuals who write for papers and report who promote an agenda, and that's not journalism. That's advocacy. I have yet to hear our Democrat incumbents being asked the tough questions about Joe Biden, about Hunter Biden, about possible impeachment. Quite frankly, not even whether or not would, would you accept Joe Biden or, or Kamala Harris coming into campaign or fundraise for you. They're never put in a place where they're held truly accountable. And because of that, when people go into the voting booth, they say, oh, gee, I really can't think of anything that they've done wrong. Well, you don't really hear about anything at all. And, and that's the problem. We don't have accountability. When I was running for Congress and meeting with newspapers looking for endorsements, what you just said, I said, I said, where are the Woodwards and Bernsteins? Mm. What, what happened to the January 5th meeting with Susan Rice and President Obama and Vice President, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Biden, right, Comey, right. Clapper, um, um, you know, uh, all Brennan, all these people, the national uh, intelligence people meeting just as this last president was taking office. Nobody even blinks an eye about those things. The Hunter Biden investigation has gone on far too long because it hasn't even begun. Really. Right. There has it, been no investigation. It, right. And, you know, where are, are, where are the people in the media that are out there saying we want accountability? We want the truth. We don't want advocacy. We don't want your position. We want the truth. Well, you know, lawyers, many lawyers say, well, really, what's the truth? The truth, it's not always black and white. It's great. Some things are black and white. Some things are simply right or wrong. Right. And the American people, you know, I said this many times campaigning, we live in the age of, min- mis- uh, of information, of misinformation, and quite frankly, non-information. When the Jeff Zuckers of the world, when he was running CNN, he was recorded, at, audio recording, uh, during a production meeting before um, the last presidential election, telling his news people that they're not going to do any stories on Hunter Biden before the election. Is that really journalism? I mean, I, I'll let people make up their own mind. Well, well, they hide behind the, the rationale that we, as the, as the media, we don't want to do anything that might change the course of an election, where, you know, Comey saying, well, no reasonable prosecutor would pursue the Hillary, the Hillary Clinton email story. Um, but... I, I mean, apparently they're pursuing the Mar-a-Lago story, and if we don't know because the the affidavit was so redacted, but the people, what for what you can see, it looks like it's a it's a document argument between Trump, Trump's people, and the National Archives. But Trump has the ability, and I heard Judge Gorsuch say this: Trump has the ability as president. Any president has the ability to declassify anything at any time without cause, without permission, or without process. So if that's the issue, what are we what are we looking for here? Well, I think the issue is even bigger than that. Well, I mean, they've known all of this for at least five months. There was no exigency. Right. There was no mm-hmm. sense of urgency. Even after they obtained the warrant, they waited a few days in which to ex- you know exercise um, execute it. And um, you know this, we never had a search warrant 
at Chappaqua for a private server by our former, uh, you know, Secretary of State, which arguably, I would say, you know, would contain more potential, you know, national security information and, sure. and threaten this country's security mm. than whatever President Trump took down to Mar-a-Lago in boxes, completely surrounded by the Secret Service at all times. Um, it, it really, it, we want to see people, all people, treated fairly and equally under the law. That includes people like President Trump, and it certainly includes people like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've heard this theory. I, I don't know, but, I mean, it's as good as anything else, right? I've heard the theory that the reason, perhaps, former President Trump was hanging on or holding on to these documents were because some of the documents could, in fact, exonerate him, or at least clean up his reputation, about both the impeachment hearings. Well, you know what? I'd want to hang on to it, too, but it was so blatantly obvious that— they were there was inspectors that came to Mar-a-Lago. I I've heard the story that they were told to they instructed the door that was leading to the room that held these documents had a lock on it. The officials, I'm assuming archive officials, believe it wasn't secure. They they instructed them to add a second lock to the door, which they did. Not everybody had access to the room. So back to your your point about not being urgent. I mean, they knew about this for months. Why now do we break in? We we bring in SWAT teams and and we stay in the house for nine hours. We go through Melania Trump's wardrobe. I mean, this is such overkill. And well, and I don't I don't hear the resistance that I think is justified from Republicans in Congress. I mean, Jim Jordan, a couple. But why aren't they why aren't they forming rallies and getting on rooftops and screaming about this? Well, I think right now people like Jim Jordan and all these people in Congress, I mean, we're looking at Labor Day, which means, you know, we're just a few months out from all of them being subject to reelection. Mm. And I don't think that anybody's dropping the ball. I think they feel, well, we're going to get reelected and we're going to get to the bottom of this. What, you know, 18 mm, pages yeah. of that uh, affidavit were um, redacted. Uh, but one thing was clear. They were looking for 15 boxes. Yeah. Why did it take 8, 9, 10 hours to obtain those 15 boxes when arguably they knew where they were? I still didn't see anything in there um, about safes and opening safes in the event that they discovered those. Um, so behind those 18 pages, I, I think that, you know, there's still many questions uh, that go unanswered. If he is never indicted, arguably that the, those 18 pages may never be released. Um, so we'll see. But, you know, there are people in the media that want Donald Trump always to be in the crosshairs uh, of public opinion. And whether you're pro-Trump or anti-Trump, uh, Donald Trump deserves to be treated fairly as any other citizen. And um, I think presidents, uh, you know, this is very extraordinary that they went and got this warrant. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see. But you know, time will tell. And, uh, you know, I do think Donald Trump will be exonerated. I am concerned that he's going to talk himself into an indictment by saying, you know, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Release the entire affidavit. Well, they'll turn around because they can find probable cause, which is simply defined as rising above a mere suspicion that a crime's been committed. So okay. the threshold is very low. Uh -huh. uh, I don't think he listens to anyone, unfortunately. Yeah, and sometimes I think, I think it's problem. better to just be quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, well, that, 
<laughs> even the Bible says it talks about this. It says even a even a fool is considered wise if he keeps his mouth shut. Um, Very so true. I don't, don't want to say Trump's a fool. I'm just I'm just teaching some biblical truth here. Um, what about this? I mean, you know, this this was so sternly opposed. The Hunter Biden laptop story so sternly opposed by by Democrat by fifty one. People in the intelligence community signed a letter that said it was Russian disinformation, and now we have this this uh, this poll that came out over the weekend. Seventy nine percent say if they had known the truth about the laptop story, it would have changed the election, would change their vote. I mean, isn't that uh, by default? Isn't that election tampering or uh, improper influence that we could look back and say that? The FBI wanted the story suppressed. Democrats certainly wanted the story suppressed. We have, uh, you know, these 51 intelligence people who said the story was Russian disinformation. I mean, isn't there enough there to build a case? I don't know. I don't know who you hold responsible, but it, I mean, it seems like we're building a pretty strong case here, David. Well, well, that's right. You know, that letter is very interesting because, it, you know, if you look at the letter that, that 51 intelligence officers, uh, former, uh, former, you know, had signed, it also says we don't know if the emails are authentic, and we see no evidence of Russian collusion. I mean, they're very careful in the way they craft the language mm -hmm. of that. Um, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. uh, what yeah. they were doing is, you know, showing strength with numbers, and that was something that Joe Biden paraded around during the uh, presidential debates that all these people had signed um, this letter. Uh, but what did it really say? It didn't say much of anything. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not sure why 51 uh, current or former intelligence officers would want to sign a letter or want to be involved um, in that type of uh, politicking before a presidential election. People forget that before George Bush 41 mm -hmm. was up for re-election, you know, indictments came out on members of uh, his administration, what, a day or two uh, before the election. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's very interesting with timing of these things. Well, why did they do that? Could they have waited 36 hours or 48 sure. hours or done it a month earlier? Why do it then? The timing was very interesting. But, you know, the American people have uh, uh, a very short attention span in some regards. And they're sure. really hoping, this administration's really hoping that we forget about Afghanistan, like we, you know, so many forgot about Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails mm -hmm. or Benghazi or, um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Fast and Furious. All of these things in the past, if they don't talk about them and they look the other way, you know, maybe it'll just be no longer newsworthy or of interest to the American people. The American people have to hold not just their politicians accountable, but also the people that are reporting the news to them. I mean, the people we see are only reading the news. The people right. behind in the booth right. are the ones basically writing the copy. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. The good ones just get to edit their, edit their copy right before they go on air. But uh, that, that's really where a lot of these problems lie. We used to make fun of the Russian, you know, uh, the Soviet Union, um, Pravda. Sure. You know, they were always lying or exaggerating or ignoring things. Uh, but, you know, what, what's happened to the American media? We don't have one outlet that would be described as Pravda. We have an entire entire journalistic field that's Pravda in this country. I mean, it, it's so it's so troubling. Do you think? I mean, you know, you you bring up Benghazi. We'll never know. We, you know, some of these things we'll never know, right? Why were there CIA agents there? Well, it's probably a good explanation, but we don't get it. And and I've always said for years, in the absence of clarity, people fill in their blanks themselves. 
So if, if you don't have transparency, if you don't have understandable meaning information and, and explanation, then people are going to, you know, draw their own conclusions. Do you think at this point, if, if let's say, big ifs here, if the Republicans win in November, if a Republican takes the White House, do you think there should be major shakeups in both the FBI and Department of Justice? Well, um, well, the Department of Justice, that's going to be up to really uh, the president of the United States. They're right. all part of the executive branch. Right. But, um, you know, not attacking Chris Ray, but the reality is that the perception around the FBI now is something that has been weaponized, politicized, uh, being used. And, you know, everyone went after Trump. Oh, he's going to fire Comey. He's going to do. He probably should have let Comey go immediately when he Day came into office. <laughs> but, but, but the reality is they would have said, see, he's trying to, you know, sweep yeah. up all the evidence to Russian collusion. Right. Um, so, you know, he, he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. But but Chris Ray is just more of the same. I mean, you can look at Chris Ray's biography, uh, his resume, and he's he's been in Washington in the Department of Justice a very long time, and I'm sure he served well and honorably, but it's time to go because the American people no longer have faith in the FBI. And, yeah. the F, you know, you can look at the Department of Justice and go all the way back to the Kennedy administration when they were putting all their people, not just into the political positions, but into, you know, more of the career positions. And you can, you know, you know remember there was a big investigation um, when Bush 43 was president about, you know, allegedly they were trying to do that. Sure. And so it, it, it doesn't it's it's not no no party is immune to, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to put, you know, people who are like minded in career positions in a lot of these Washington bureaucracies. So President Trump wasn't really wrong when he said it's time to, you know, sort of drain the Washington swamp. Um, there's a lot of set, uh, it, it's, there's a lot of sediment in that pond. People have just been there many years, and they exist far beyond an administration. Yeah. I think uh, two things that probably Trump, and you couldn't blame him because he'd never been in the environment before. I think two things. Number one, he he underestimated the the depth and breadth of the swamp. And uh, and number two, I think he, he should have, on day one, cleaned out every Obama holdover he could have. Even he had to leave an office open for a period of time. Because I think there was there's probably as much damage caused from within than there was from without. Well, you know, one thing that the Senate does these days is um, when a new administration comes in, if the president is not, um, you know, from the same party as the majority in the Senate, a lot of the appointments and the hearings on those are, are really delayed, stalled. They back mm-hmm. up. And there's so many positions to fill. Sure. Um, so it, it's sort of the nature of the beast. But, um, you know, Jimmy Carter came in um, and that was a big criticism that, that, you know, the people had of Jimmy Carter. He brought all these Georgia people in mm. to run all these federal agencies. Yeah. Yeah. And the joke was they it took them two years just to figure out how to drive around Washington, D.C., <laughs> let alone figure out, you know, what their administration, what what their agency actually sure. did. So, you know, it's. You, you need a little of both, I think. Yeah. You need experience. You need people who have been there. But you need new ideas, um, new people uh, of all ages. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully hopefully this election will produce some changes. But the reality is Joe Biden is still going to be president of the United States. Now, mm-hmm. whether or not they begin... 
to consider impeachment on him based upon Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would like to see federal law enforcement actually engage in a an investigation that the American people not necessarily know everything about it, but they sure. know what's going on. Right, that it's there's something far happening. Too long. Right. This right. is too long. That David, is, I gotta, I've got to wrap up. We're out of time. I'm sorry. Thank you, David. David X. Sullivan, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing pleasure. your expertise and, and knowledge. And uh, we'll, have, we'll have you back again. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Will. My pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that's it. I am uh, out of time. We are out of time. And uh, thank you, Matt. Great job today. Thanks to those who called in. Of course, the Amen Choir, you guys are awesome. Tied the record on a on a on a sleepy Monday in August. It's pretty exciting. Hey, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Chris Powell, all things Connecticut, and uh, and your calls, of course. And I'm, I'm saving a guest, uh, another guest that hasn't been confirmed yet, but we hope they'll be joining us as well. So have have a great day. Enjoy the day. God bless you. Stay safe. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.